So when God said, see this day, we don't usually see this day. We see the day of calamity. We see the day of problem. We see the day of heartache. We see the day of loss. We see the day of problems. And God is saying, look, if you'll just begin to see this day, I've set you over the nations and over the kingdoms. Can we, can, 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 can we wrap ourselves with just a little bit more of a word here? Now, if, if the Lord wants us to see that this is the day that he has set you over nations and over kingdoms, is it just one given day that you, you are king of the world or queen of the world, whatever? Because if... Let me start here. If Jesus is the same, yeah, help me with it. I, I heard someone mention this one time, a long time ago. I'm not real familiar with it. So Jesus Christ is the same, Hebrews 13, is the same when? We got a couple days going on right there, don't we? We got a yesterday. We got a today. We got a forever. So bottom line, this is what that scripture means among several things. Talking about the eternal aspect of Christ, right? There again, he's Alpha and Omega, but he's above that. It's not just because he had no beginning, had no ending. So he's before there ever was a beginning. And he'll be there long after there ever will be any kind of ending, right? Because he's saying yesterday, today, and forever. He's in perpetuity, spiritual, and of course, literal perpetuity. So if Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and forever... Our this day falls under his yesterday, today, and forever. Now, how about this? If Jesus, who's the same yesterday, for all days, all days, he's forever, right? So he is also, what? The word that was made flesh and dwelt among us. So when we read this specific word within the word of God, I'm trying to help you see this, that do you realize this is every day for you? Not just when the breakthrough happens, not just when the miracle happens, because see, you don't need to be reminded to see this day, to see this day. I've set you over nations and kingdoms. Oh, it's easy to see it then. You're on top of the world. The breakthrough has occurred. The miracle has occurred. Things have transpired. Things have worked out for your marriage, for your children, your grandchildren, great-grandchildren. Just go down the list. Your business finally, finally broke through and has just unbelievable revenue coming in now. The healing finally occurred in your life, the life of your spouse, the life of your family, whatever it was. Those miracles happened. It's easy to see this day when that occurs. God wants us to see this day that he's put you over nations and kingdoms every day of your life. You need to learn to see it when you are at your lowest. There again, it's easy to see it when everything's great. But what's the most important, here's a litmus test of faith, to be able to see it 
when it ain't easy to see. Because a troubling day with you is still a this day with God. Your worst day that you've ever had is still a this day with God. So he's wanting Jeremiah initially, he's wanting us to begin to see that it's this day that you're over the nations and over the kingdoms. Jeremiah felt like he was the least of least. He saw the trouble brewing. He was a young man, but he was extremely perceptive. Spiritually, even, of course, from a natural perspective, a geopolitical perspective, I brought that out a little bit last week. He saw, he saw things that people didn't see who were three times his age. He saw this Babylonian empire from the north rising up. He still, of course, they were dealing with Egypt and still dealing with Assyria. But, the, but he knew that this Babylonian empire was going to dwarf these other two arch enemies of Israel. And he sees all the unsettling issues of the people of God. He sees that most of them are lukewarm at best at serving God. He sees that many of them are barely giving lip service to God, and that's about it. And it's breaking his heart. That's why he becomes his weeping prophet. So he sees what most people still can't see, and it's no coincidence that God says, I want you to see some other things too. Now, I know you see the bleak, the bad things. I know you see the, the inevitable destruction. I know you see things, and you can't even have these conversations with 99% of the people because they're going to think you're crazy or they're going to think you're a, a Danny Downer. So you're going to have to keep this, the vast majority of it, to yourself and just pray accordingly until I tell you the time reaches, don't even pray anymore. One of the greatest intercessors that ever walked the earth other than Christ. People who can see things that others can't see are the only ones that God can really, really entrust with things that he'll never show others. He's saying, Jeremiah, now I want you to see this. Tell somebody it's time to change your vision. I want you to see this. I want you to see that I've exalted you. I want you to see I've blessed you, I've anointed you, I've favored you, I've protected you, I've surrounded you, that no matter what happens from this day forward, from this day forward, from this day forward, I got you covered. You're going to overcome. You're going to persevere. You will, you will always, always come out on top. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. I'll make sure that you're always, always, always above only, never beneath. I'll make sure that you're the, always the head and never the tail. I will make sure that everything in the midst of all of this stuff, I'll make sure that everything you put your hand to do will prosper. I will prosper you when there is, when there is financial dilemma all around you. I will provide for you when everything else seems like it's going down the tubes. I will give stability to you even though nations and the nations of the world are on, on, on sinking sand. I will make sure that you will be left standing when the dust settles and the smoke clears. Jeremiah, can you see that? Can you see that? Tell a few people around you, can you see that? Can you see that? Can you see that? And can, can you see that God has made you? Can you see that God has made you over 
the nations and the kingdoms. You're above only, not beneath. Do you see yourself as God sees you? And now, of course, after the requirement, which evidently Jeremiah passed the test, and then God asked the question, Jeremiah, what do you see? What do you see? And Jeremiah said, well, I see, we're in verse 11, I see a rod of an almond tree. I see the rod of an almond tree. Now, now keep this in mind is that an almond tree, which there was a reason why the, the rod, the staff, which they are synonymous, but they, they actually had two different purposes. That's why David covered that in Psalm 23, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The rod guided and the staff corrected whenever necessary. Now, there again, in 21st century, we don't talk about any kind of correction because, you know, God has changed evidently. But anyway, uh, but the Lord, I, 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 you know, this still is in the Bible. Whom the Lord loves, he also corrects. In the greater context, it said if he doesn't, then they are bastard children. One of the signs of a, of a, of a, of a legitimate child of God is that they receive instruction and correction. That's the litmus test. Once you're born again, the litmus test is of a continuation of being a child of God, an obedient, faithful child of God, is that you will always receive his instruction and his correction whenever necessary. But his correction is always good for us, right? It's not to destroy us or hurt us. It's always to help us so that we can bring forth more fruit. And God specifically showed Jeremiah that. There's about 18 other things that I don't have time to even touch on. I really didn't do the first one. Again, much justice there about referring that you are a leader, that, that, that God will always back you up. You stay humble and submitted to him, he will back you up, right? You are a, tell somebody you're a trailblazer. You're a trailblazer. You are a trailblazer in the faith. You are a trailblazer in the faith. You are stronger than you realize. You are stronger. Somebody needs to hear that one. You are stronger than you realize. That's why God was showing that also to Jeremiah. He was showing him that almond rod to let Jeremiah know, Jeremiah, you're stronger than you realize. You are so much stronger than you realize. You are more significant than you realize. You're going to bring forth more fruit than you realize. Another thing it means there again, because it's the first tree to blossom, it means that God is always ready to blossom the promise of his word in your life. What's interesting, one of the ancient words for an almond tree is the watching tree. Because it's watching for the first sign of spring. It's been dormant for a season, and it is looking for any and every opportunity to begin to blossom again, to begin to bloom again, to begin to produce fruit again. So when God showed Jeremiah this almond tree, the rod of an almond tree, notice this, verse 12. And the Lord said to him, thou hast well seen. Somebody say, you're seeing clearly now. You're seeing clearly now. You have well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. I will hasten my word to perform it. In the Hebrew language, that word hasten, it, primar it primarily means this. It means watching. I kind of touched on that already. So God, literally, it reads thusly. I am watching over my word to perform it. 
I am incubating over my word that I gave you, that you received, and you're standing on as a promise that you need fulfilled in your life. God said, I am watching just as back in Genesis chapter one, just as the spirit of God moved that word. It means watch. It means incubate over the face of the deep. So here God is telling Jeremiah, Jeremiah, I am incubating. I am watching over. I am moving over the seed that is within your spirit. I am looking forward to bring that forth. Jeremiah, you, 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 think, you think you're waiting on me? I'm waiting on you to line up to begin to see what I'm about to do. I want you to begin to see that I'm going to bring the biggest miracle in your life. I'm waiting. I'm watching. I'm ready. That word means ready. I'm alert. I'm on the lookout. God is on the lookout for your life. And he's on the lookout specifically. Every promise of God, every word that you receive from God, when you read it, when you hear it like this, when you study it, every word you receive, every promise from God, he is sitting there, not passively. Don't, don't get that in your mind. He is sitting there on go. He's sitting there incubating over, over. That's why it is. Sometimes you, you go through a phase in your life when you really get, really get, really get serious. When you really get serious about serving God, when you really need to talk to God, when you really need to hear from God, when you really need, you ever notice when you get to that point, it, it always comes through, doesn't it? What you need. When you get to that point, do you, ever, do, you ever, do you ever sense the presence of God just come over you and something rise up on the inside of you? What you thought was dormant, no matter how long that dormant season was, do you ever feel in, that, in the midst of that dormancy, life begins to come back to you? When you thought it would have been easier to quit, you thought it would have been easier to say, you know what, I'll still love God, but I, 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 just don't, I, I just can't give it my all anymore. And the longer you sit there, and the longer that dormancy period has gone by, the more God infuses his power and this fresh injection of his love and his grace and his mercy and his power and to equip you for something greater than you've ever even imagined that would occur because he set you this day over the nations and over the kingdoms. For more information about our teaching resources, visit our website at ciclive.com.